This is your Low Carb Lolita podcast for Saturday, April 5th, 2008. Hello and welcome to the Low Carb Lolita podcast, episode number one. I'm your host, Kim, and today we're going to talk about how to successfully start a low carb diet. I'm going to give you some tips whether you are a newcomer to low carb whether you're restarting low carb for the umpteenth time, or whether you're an, you know, an old hand currently on one, and you know, I think some of the suggestions I have may be useful to you. My first suggestion, number one, you need to figure out which diet plan you're going to follow. I think in our new age of technology, it's so easy to hop onto Google and find out how somebody else thinks the diet is supposed to work. Maybe you have a friend or a family member who once was on Atkins or once was on South Beach and they kind of tell you how to do it. That's not really how you want to go about it. Research online is a great way to discover which one you think is going to work for you. I suggest doing the research online. Figure out what a maintenance phase looks like for any particular diet. You know, some more popular diets like Atkins, South Beach, and The Zone, you can find summaries of how they work online very easily. You know, and you don't really want to look at the induction phase. Instead, look at the maintenance phase. How does maintenance work in this diet? And once you've decided how maintenance works, you can really decide if that's something you're going to do for the rest of your life. Low carb is not a quick fix. You really want to change your life for the better, for your health, for everything. You know, low carb is great, but you really need to be able to commit. So once you've been online and you've seen which diet you think is going to work for you, go out and buy the book. There's no reason not to do a diet by the book. None at all. I understand some people are individual, and that's fine. The only part that's going to be very restrictive are the first couple of weeks of any given diet plan. After that, things get a little more flexible, and you can decide what works for you. So do your research, buy the book, and then read the book, and be prepared to do things exactly the way it's written. Don't deviate. Number two, now that you've researched, you need to find a way to record what your intake is. A lot of diets like Atkins and South Beach are going to say, you know what, just, you know, control your carbohydrate intake, have portion control, and, you know, you don't need to count your calories. You don't need to track your anything besides your carbs. Or with South Beach, they just tell you to watch your portions and don't have you count anything. And... While there are advantages to this, there are also disadvantages. Being on a low-carb forum, I've seen people just, they don't understand why they're mysteriously not gaining, or not losing any weight, or that they're mysteriously gaining weight, and it's not always an indiscrepancy in whether or not they're eating unplanned foods. I suspect sometimes that they might either be eating too few calories, or too many calories, and the only way to really know that is to track it. Even though low carb keeps you satiated longer and you know you're eliminating the the sugars that are going into your diet, there's nothing magic about low carb. 
you know, you still are a thermogenic machine and you still burn calories and you still only burn a certain number of calories per day. If you're eating above that amount, it's going to go into your body as fat. It doesn't matter what macronutrient you're eating. So get a program like Fit Day or the Daily Plate. They're free. You can get them online. And you'll be able to track not only your calories, but your macronutrients, too. You can see how much protein you're eating, how much fat you're eating. And if, if you're on a low-carb diet, it's important to know how much carbohydrate you're eating, too. And if you're on Atkins, net carbohydrates are important, so you need to figure out how much fiber you've been eating. So your total f carbs versus subtract your fiber, and you've got your net carbohydrate. So it really helps to have something like Fit Day in order to do that. Number three, get some support. You know, it, you're going to discuss this if you're living with somebody. You're obviously going to have to tell them that, you know, what you're about to do. But, you know, if you've talked to your family about dieting before, and I know I have, I've been talking about it for years and never getting to my goal, I think they're kind of sick about hearing me talk about diets at this point. So, I choose to get my support online. I joined a forum. I am a part of a great forum called Three Fat Chicks. And they have a low-carb forum. They have a South Beach forum. They have an Atkins section in the low-carb forum. I mean, any diet under the planet, there's a plethora of them. You know, you can, you can find it. And you can find someone else who's on it and get support. And I think it's so important to be able to share that with somebody. So, you know, find somebody to offer you support when you're feeling weak, when you just feel like you have to confess or, you know, anything. Let off steam. Find a place to do it and find someone who's willing to do that for you. Number four, clear out your cabinets. At this point, you've already chosen your diet, you've read the book, you've found some support, and you've revealed to the people that you're living with, if you're living with somebody, that you're going to go on a low-carb diet. You need to clear out your house of all of the junk food that you're no longer going to be eating. Those ho-hos that have been sitting in the cabinet for six months? Toss them out! That half gallon of ice cream you have left in the freezer? Get rid of it. Eating it all tonight is not going to make you feel good. <laughs> Some of you may choose to go that route, but I wouldn't suggest it. Um, also, if you're living with somebody, if they are not willing to go low-carb with you, and this happens, give them their own cabinet, give them their own shelf in the refrigerator, give them their own shelf in the freezer. Tell them that, that is where their food goes, the food that you can't have, and have them go to the grocery store themselves to buy their junk food. Tell them you won't do it for them anymore. And, you know, you've got to... You've got to expect the person you're living with to have that sort of compromise with you. You know, let them know that you're doing this for your health and that it's really important to you. My next tip is about shopping. Now that you've got all those empty cabinets, you need to fill them up with some low-carb friendly foods. You've got an acceptable food list from whatever book you've decided to buy, and now you need to go fill up the cabinets. So, take that list, decide what you're going to get before you go to the grocery store, and then go. And when you get there, shop the perimeter. You've probably heard this before, but it really applies for low-carb diets. Food on the perimeter of the store is going to be the most wholesome, and it's going to mesh well with your low-carb diet. 
Usually on the perimeter of the stores is where you find fresh produce. You've got your deli, your uh, seafood, your other meats, your dairy, and things like eggs and frozen vegetables and things of that nature. Once you've picked up all of the things that you want to do, you've got to come home. You've got all of your groceries in hand. You're stocking your cabinets in your refrigerator. And what I want you to do before you even start your low-carb diet is to pre-cook your proteins. I do this every week. Decide what proteins you want for the next three or four days. You know, throw them in the oven, throw them on your George Foreman grill, however you want to cook them. And it's not too time-consuming, and it will save you so much hassle. You know, throw your chicken thighs on a sheet, cook them in the oven, do something else while they're cooking, and then throw them in Tupperware, stir-fry some vegetables, throw them in Tupperware, and then when you're stuck with a time crunch, while you're out the door, you have 30 minutes to go, you can pop something in the microwave for three minutes, eat it, and you're out the door, so that you never have to face the problem of not eating and starving till lunchtime, or going off plan and feeling depressed and sad about it for the next 48 hours. So, really, that's, that's what I wanted to get across to you, and, you know, the first few days of a low-carb diet, you might feel a little bit crappy. It happens. Some people get it to a greater or lesser extent, but really, muscle through that, because you're going through withdrawals. It will go away, it gets better, and you will feel better than you ever have. And now you've got the tools you need to start your low-carb diet. This is going to be it for episode one of the Low Carb Lolita Show. Next week, we're going to talk about Atkins, South Beach, and The Zone, and discuss what the pros and cons of each approach are. I hope you'll be tuning in with me. If you have any questions or comments about this week's episode, or any suggestions of topics for future episodes, you can email me at lowcarblolita at gmail.com or leave comments in the show notes at lclolita.blogspot.com. This is Kim, signing off.